Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Wind Thieved Hat. This episode is uh, something of a departure from previous episodes in that never before have I been married to the person I'm interviewing. Um, Kate Shooter is my wife and has been for a number of years and there are lots of things I love about Kate but um, one of the things I've most admired since before the time we got together is her work and so we both took a deep breath and um, had a go at uh, talking to each other about her creative process at home in Wales which is why you may occasionally hear the sound of a cockerel in the background. Now we, we were concerned, I was concerned that this conversation might sound a little bit twee but um, I think Kate's prodigious use of swear words keeps our conversation earthy and, uh, and nicely grounded. In the chat we talk about the brutality of painting and we discuss the value in knowing where you don't want to go as opposed to exactly where you're heading. Um, we talk about the period when Kate took a break from painting when um, we ran a furniture studio together called Humble Sticks and uh, we talk about inspiration and where it comes from. If you're interested in Kate's work, maybe you'd like to check it out while you're listening. Her website is kateshooter.com. So without further ado, uh, sit back, relax, and please enjoy episode nine of The Wind Thieved Hat. Hello. Hi. You alright? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, this is recording now. Okay. 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 Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All set? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Weird. Okay, me too. Um, but let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Okay. If it's too weird, then, you know, we won't do anything with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I thought I'd start off with a big question. Oh, shit. Um... And I wanted to ask you, why is painting important to you? Why is painting important to me? I don't know if I've got an answer to that. I just, it just is, because when I don't do it, I'm miserable and I feel a bit pointless. I don't know why painting particularly I think because maybe painting for me is the best way of rendering whatever the thing inside me is that I need to get out, out. It's the sort of most efficient way to do that. Yeah. But it could just as easily be sculpture or whatever else. But it's, it's I suppose, of all the art forms, I can't make music. I'd love to be able to make music, but I can't make music. I don't have a musical ear. Uh, I can't dance unless I'm really inebriated. And I really love dancing, but I can't dance. I have to do something creative to get the me inside me out. And painting is what I've always done. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Because what, what one thing that people who are listening <laughs> might not know is that, is that you weren't painting for a while, were you? When we, when we met, you were painting. Yeah. And that which was about 16 years or so ago. Mm. Um, and then you had a break from painting. And recently you've gone back to it. And what, one of the things I notice about you painting is that your overall level of happiness or contentment is quite intimately wedded to how it's going in the studio. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, I thought you were going to say for a minute, you're generally in a better frame of mind. And you, <laughs> I thought, hang on a minute, have you been living with me for the past couple of years? Uh, yes, it is a really emotional brutal process it is uh, but I think it has to be in order to to, to do it successfully it, it it has to kind of tear something out of you and that's not pretty you know it's not it's not a hobby and it's not um it's not gentle and it's not you know sweetly cathartic or anything like that it's a bit brutal and uh, I mean that might sound really pretentious and like I'm sort of you know I mean I don't know how can how can spending time in a studio putting paint on a 2d surface be brutal it just is because you really want it to to be honest and true and and to represent you in in the most sort of bare way possible and that's so hard to do but in order to be a success at it to feel like you've been a success at it that's what you've got to do and there's no right or wrong route there's no kind of you know you can't look up on youtube how to do it you can't fight you can look at other people's work and you can impersonate but that's not that's their truth not yours and so all you all you are then is an imitator if you do that so you've just got to find your own way and 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 there's no instructions and it's really difficult and frustrating and, and arguably, I suppose, in that process, you're also discovering truths about yourself that that aren't pretty, you know, that are that are also difficult to deal with, you know. So it it's uh, it, you know, even if it's just that you made a crap painting that day and you can't paint, you know, <laughs> that's really difficult to deal with. And so it does leak leech into every other aspect of life, which is just the way it has to be I suppose mm. you know it makes you realise I suppose I was thinking the other day I was reading something about Lucy and Freud and thinking about what crap daddy was I'm sorry to any of Lucy and Freud's children out there that might be listening to this but I doubt they are but um no, I mean he's, them, he's you know there's a lot of them he's famous for being for just being absent you know and not really bothering you know he wasn't a hands-on dad uh, and he would have argued that his work was, you know, it was everything and that's what he needed to do, you know. And I, I kind of, much as I think it's a crap excuse to not be a good parent, I think any artist worth their salt probably does, in the end, ditch a lot of other important stuff in order to be good at the thing they've set out to do, you know. Um, and I can sort of understand that. Not that I'm excusing him for being a crap dad, but, you know, I get it. It's very hard for, 
your art practice not to leach into every other aspect of your life. And I guess when you're a parent mm. of our children, it's quite hard for your parental life not to leach into your working day as an artist. Well, no, I, I'd actually argue that that's not a problem for me. It doesn't, it doesn't flip the other way around. I'm not someone who, I mean, maybe, so I paint abstractly and I don't, I don't abstract an existing narrative. That's not the way I work. I work very instinctively, very simply with form and colour and shape and, and I'm not illustrating a story. And the best way I can paint is by emptying myself of any narrative while I paint so actually I'm I am not a parent in the studio. I'm not someone that has to leap out the studio door at three o'clock and go and get the kids. I'm not that thing, you know, I'm not. Which is why it is so difficult when it comes time to actually have to do that, because it's like you have to kind of suddenly shoot back into the body of a person you haven't recognised for a few hours while mm. you've been while you've been doing something else, you know, while you've been investigating you that isn't any of those parent, shopper, friend, you know, gardener, whatever. You're not those people, you know. Yeah. And have you found that it's different painting now, going back to to working as an artist, to how it was before, you know, before we had kids and, and before we did Humble Sticks? Um, yes. Um... It is different. I think I'm working harder at it. I think I'm less content with getting somewhere close to where I want to be. I'm more driven to really get to the nub of the truth. And I think I'm probably, you know, as most people finds with age just a bit less cluttered by um facades you know yeah pretty surfaces things that look quite cool and you're happy with leaving them at that because they suggest something to you that you quite like at the moment does that make sense you know i suppose i'm less caught up in fashion yeah you know and i don't mean clothes fashion i mean just sort of current trends and ideas and thoughts that you know fill your yeah. head when you're younger and tend to fill your head less when you're older. And, and why do you think you're less prepared to compromise? You know, why, why are you less prepared to go only part way to, to what you try to express? Why, why, why do you feel a, a, you know, a stronger obligation to, to get to the truth? Mm, I don't know, really. I haven't really... Is it just being older? Or? Maybe, I mean, maybe... Maybe being a parent means that your time doing the thing that is absolutely you is more precious... Maybe I feel like time's running out, which is a bit ridiculous. I'm not that old, but you do. You do have a sense of time running out and wanting to, you know, you haven't got it all ahead of you. You you need to, there's a kind of urgency about it, and, you know, a need to sort of, to, to find a kind of, a, a, to get to a body of work that you feel truly represents you before time yeah. runs out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is good in a way. It's been a it's been a level of focus. Yeah. But it's not making your 
painting life any easier? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make it. I mean, it doesn't make it easier. Invariably, doing it full time means that you're. I'm in my art practice all the time, so I'm probably getting better at achieving small goals. But all that does is peel back another layer and and make me push further towards the thing that it, it doesn't seem to be getting easier it should be getting easier shouldn't it right if you do it every day like if you learn something and you do it every day eventually like if you pick up the guitar and you play every day and your fingers hurt and you can't and it's frustrating and then eventually just it left brain right brain thing you learn it and you start making tunes bingo you've got it you you can play an instrument it doesn't doesn't work like that with painting Mm. I'm really good I suppose now at knowing when something's rubbish right I'm good at seeking out bullshit I can do that straight away whereas maybe I couldn't do that before but that makes it harder because you sniff you know you just sniff that something's superficial and you immediately know you're on the wrong track. Well, is, is it the case that the, the more you do of it, the more acute your sense becomes of what it is that you're trying to achieve? So it's, it almost becomes... <laughs> it's becoming harder the more you do it. I think it, I think the more acute your sense becomes of what you, you don't want to achieve. Yeah. I do often find that I'm working in the negative all the time, you know. I'm right. kind of... And I do that with my painting, you know, I, I, that, it's funny, it sort of echoes in my process. So I pile a load of stuff on. I, I'm definitely of the school of put it all on, first stage, just free your mind, slap on as much as you can, do what you want, don't be encumbered by self-consciousness. And then I edit, ruthlessly edit. And that editing is doing exactly that. It's taking away... It's, trying to take away the stuff that's superficial and doesn't matter and just leaving behind what really matters you know so so it's a kind of um it's not a knowing which way you want to go it's a knowing which way you don't want to go yeah yeah which which you know, I, don't, I kind of don't like that i don't like the fact that it's a it's a getting better at knowing the negatives rather than knowing the positives but I guess that's life isn't it it's basically just making a series of mistakes so you know not to do make them again yeah but it, it I guess it also uh, leads to sort of periods of frustration it's more easy to be lost isn't it if, mm-hmm. you, if you're trying to navigate by discovering where you don't want to go rather than aiming towards where you do want to go because let, let's one of the reasons we're doing this today <laughs> not like which is Thursday not on sort of Monday or Tuesday is because I was aware that Monday and Tuesday were really shit <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. And I thought, this that's probably not the best time to yeah. chat about art. But let, let, so let's talk about what's going on at the moment. What okay. is Because you're, you're sort of, it's not, it's not, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, moment? it's hard. I've been working on, um, so I normally work on quite a few things at the same time. Uh, be they drawings or paintings, um, and I'm kind of flitting back and forth between a few different pieces. And that, that serves a number of purposes. It just means that, you know, while I'm waiting for paint to dry on one, I'm doing something useful with another one. Or or I'm using up paint or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of keeping busy, really. And it also means that you don't hit that level of frustration with one painting. That means that you're likely to, I don't know, 
chuck a load of black paint all over it or rip in half or or you know kind of end up sort of bent over it wanting to cry it's quite good to do that but for some reason I have been working on just one long painting for about six weeks now and it's um it's a really odd size it's quite narrow and it's quite long and I it I made a, a lot of progress on it on it really early on and thought I was getting somewhere and then it went off in a direction and I let it go off in a direction and I just went with it and then I stopped about a third of the way from f- being finished and I thought I'll pause now I'll be really you know I'll just step back a bit and then I went back to it two days later and I just lost it I just completely I wasn't in that I wasn't in that place anymore that I was in when I kind of made a lot of progress on it early on and I just have not been able to get it back and rather than stepping away and doing some other stuff I've some, I, for some reason I've just decided that this painting this is my nemesis and I need to conquer it and so it's been like war in the studio for the last few weeks it's been grim I've really 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 been trying to get to grips with this painting thinking you know it's just a wall that I need to push through like when you run and you kind of you, you feel sick and you get to that point and then suddenly you push through it and you're all right again or you know, if you're a swimmer and the first 10 lengths are hell and then suddenly you kind of reach a comfortable place and you could go on for a while. It's just, it can be like that with painting, you know. Sometimes just when you think, oh, I've got to stop flogging it, actually you push through a wall and you've been brave enough to keep going and you get to the other side and, and it pushes you in a direction that you'd never have got to. So that's what I thought I was needing to do. But a couple of days ago I got the sander out and just thought bollocks to this and took it into the garden it's a wood panel you know and uh and just sanded the bastard just completely and utterly sanded it down you know uh which wasn't because it might produce some interesting effects and i could use them it's just because i was that angry with it i needed to yeah like, well you were aware i could you see you out work. the window yeah keep <laughs> me in down. Yeah. yeah uh and then eventually i took it to the tip because and the tip was shut. The tip was, shut, the tip was <laughs> fucking shut. It was like this painting was just, you know, some kind of cosmic joker just messing with my mind. So I do believe as well sometimes that, um, I think I was saying this to you the other day, that when you're really, really struggling with something, either you push through a wall or that thing becomes imbued with all that stress and all that tension and all, all the ghosts of the layers that didn't work. And if you don't get rid of the thing... You will. It will never produce for you. It's a. It's a funny thing. It almost like it's. I'm kind of superstitious about it. You know. It, it's like this is never going to work. Is that why you went to physically get rid of it? I needed to just physically get rid of it. But, you know. I mean, the obvious thing to do would have been to flip it over so I couldn't see the front of it and work on something else and come back to it. But I've never really been able to do that. I don't, never. It would just be a presence in the room that, yeah. and I would chuck more paint at it. And this thing has had hundreds of pounds worth of paint on it and i can't afford to put you know waste any more paint on it just want it gone so it's um you know it's gone yeah yeah the tip was open in the end so you got rid of it it, it, it's gone yeah and you've been in the studio today yeah and i've been in today and i've you know i've just started uh working on some um just loosening up just mark making on some smaller pieces and just uh trying to recover a bit really yeah <laughs> you know yeah. sweeten the air again yeah yeah fingers crossed <laughs>
yeah, for all our sakes. <laughs> yeah. um, so when we, well, I can't remember what my first, oh yeah, I remember what your first question was. I was asking you why painting is important to mm. you. And you mentioned success. Mm. Uh, what, what is success? What is uh, success in the context of your art, do you think? Oh, it's so... Is success a, a sort of a, a, a feeling that you've, you've got to the truth? Or is success a, about recognition? Or is success being able to make a living from, from paint? What is success? Well, I, you know, I guess there's, there's, a, there's a couple of different successes, aren't there? You know, that, I mean, success for me personally is about producing a piece of work that I look at and say, yeah, that's, that's me. Those marks are me. Those colours, that is... It's not like it's an illustration of how you're feeling, but it's almost like... I'm, you know, I'm careful saying this because I'm aware that I'm going to sound like a real pretentious twat. But I've gotten to this point in my life, and I've been doing it for long enough, so I think I can say it. Yeah, it, it it's just you. It's like you're making yourself in as true a way as possible. You're representing yourself, and I can look at a piece of work and say, <clears throat> "Yeah, that's me. That is that's honestly me. I feel like I'm looking back at myself." You know. And it, it, not even that I know myself that well, you know, I don't spend a lot of time dwelling on who I am and what I'm about. It's not a, it's not a tangible thing, but it's just that you recognise immediately that it's not cluttered with artifice or imitation or fashion or, you know, it, it is a, representat a representation of something that exists within me and mm -hmm. I've managed to get that out. That's... That's success. That is the absolute success, I suppose. Um, and, you know, ideally, because I'm slightly OCD about numbers, I'd do that three times or five times because odd numbers are nice. And I'd have a little body of work that, that did that successfully. But success then goes on to be, well, what do other people think about this? Because it's incredibly self-indulgent to be locked away in a studio just making work for myself and it's not for myself I don't want to make work just for myself I want to make work that is good so that other people think it's good as well you know and that's not it's not about money money would be nice but god knows money has not represented itself thus far in my life you know in any great quantity and nor will it and if I really cared about money I wouldn't be doing it but recognition from other people is is important to me is be because this thing that you've managed to get out of you like if someone made a piece of music they want people to hear it you know mm. if someone performed a dance as wonderful as it feels to dance that dance they want people to see it you mm. know so it's about other people sharing in in that that truth that that bit of art that you feel works you know and, and just thinking about the work you've done over the last sort of year or so, is is there a painting or a series of paintings you feel that have got have been successful in that sense? Then, so I I did a triptych uh, a little while ago, three fairly small paintings, forty by fifty, that fit together as one long painting. I've actually framed them separately, but um, I worked on those over a series of weeks and. I do feel like of everything I've done, they 
they do communicate a truth about me. Yeah, I, yeah, I do think I'm proud of them. It's good. And it's good because it's quite recent because it would be shit if that happened years ago and I hadn't, you know. So it, it's good. You know, if, I feel like that's been progression. I very quickly forget about past successes because the thing is you're always... yeah. You're always like motivated on to the to the next thing because you've never quite you can't in art succeed completely, you know. You yeah. just make less mistakes. Yeah. You get closer to it's that constant sort of striving for perfection, but perfection doesn't exist, or at least I've never come across it in painting. But you get closer to communicating that truth. And I think, yeah, I think with those three, I got closer than I have done. Yeah. I suppose in, uh, in literature, you do occasionally get authors who write one work. And then they, and yeah. then they pause, don't they? Um, you know, the bloke who wrote The Confederacy of Dunces. Or, uh, he died, uh, though, didn't he? He did die. Young. He did die quite young. Harper Lee to kill a mockingbird. I know she wrote another book, but uh, that was uh, right. Yeah, well, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? But I, I, I can't imagine as an artist that that's because they were like, well, I've just, that's I've it. just created nailed perfection, it. nailed it. Fuck, I can just go off and you know put my feet up and do nothing from. Mm. I can't. I just can't imagine not being driven to keep on looking. Mm. You know, or indeed, I can't imagine thinking, yeah, I've nailed it. That's such a weird, it's completely anathema to me. Mm. I can't imagine. And sometimes you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm doing well. This is cool. I'm enjoying this. You mm. know, it's rare. But you do sometimes think, but that's like it's your ego messing with you. And it soon peters out when you notice small mistakes or you, you know. So what, what keeps you going back to the studio when you're having, like, because it's been, it's been a tough run, hasn't it? It's, mm. last, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and what 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 keeps you going back there? Because I know I know that I have the potential to create something really good. I suppose. I mean, yeah. I I'm constantly cross with myself for not get, getting there, but I know it's in there. Yeah. I, I know it is. Yeah, it it's must good. be that. Because if I didn't know it was in there, I'm not sure I would carry on, you know. Yeah. But I know, I don't think I've produced anything really excellent yet. <laughs> but I know I can. I've just got to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things that was interesting was having, uh, having had to take a bit of a break from it while we, you know, the kids were young and we mm. were doing humble sticks. When you went back to it, I thought it was going to take you a while to get back in the groove, but it didn't. You were, you were like you were making good work quickly. I was quite surprised. But were you surprised by that? Or were you, did you think it would it would take a while to sort of limber up? Or well, uh, I yeah, I think it's funny though. Looking back, I was looking through some a lot of the stuff that I produced last year. And uh, I don't know, it's pretty, it's not, you know, it's not where, it's not, it's not great. I, I suppose, I, I know what you mean. I wasn't kind of immediately floundering 
it's muscle memory, isn't it? You know, mm. I did it. I did it for years. I mean, I did it. I've, I, I've always done it. Mm. You know, and I, I would argue that even in during humblesticks days, during furniture days, you know, I was making and thinking about mark making, and albeit a very sort of decorative nature, and then and also very functional. You mm. know, as far as putting furniture together, I was still thinking about how things are made and look and function and. You know, colour was a massive part always, of humble sticks. Yeah, colour was a massive part of humble sticks, and 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 I think that. So, it's funny. Even when you're not, I'm not actually physically making work. I'm thinking about it all the time, and I think during that time where I wasn't making painting, I was examining colour when I was hanging the kids' pants out on the washing line. You know, I was noticing colour in books lined up on a shelf I just do I'm just really magpie like that around mm. colour and so when you have that sort of sensibility it doesn't leave you it's just about how you harness it and I suppose having done it for a long time before even I mean what was it maybe five six years out which must sound like a really long time to another artist but when you're bringing up kids that goes in a flash doesn't mm. it um and I wasn't doing nothing. I was still making art of a sort, you know. So, yeah. And it, and I really relished suddenly being back in this space again, you know, mm. making work, having the freedom to make work. You know, anyone who's who's come, stepped out of that sort of wilderness time of small kids when they need you all the time and suddenly they get to a point where you've got a little bit of freedom again, you know. And understands that you use your time really preciously, mm. don't you? And you mm. kind of um, you're aware of not wasting it. Mm. Yeah. When we first got together, <laughs> if you cast your mind back, <laughs> and I and I, I remember coming down to the studio in Wales and uh, sort of being blown away really by because I I'd not really seen that much of your work when. You know, around the, the time we first met, and you'd just been working constantly in Wales. Yeah. And I came up to the studio, and you had all that work sort of up on the walls, and you had loads of paintings. Um, but it was, it, was, it was quite different to what you know what you do today. I mean, obviously, it was a long time ago. It was much more figurative. You know, mm. a lot of lot of figures and forms and shapes. And mm. uh, but now. It's more abstract, isn't it? When mm. it is abstract. Mm. Why has that change come about? <laughs> I see. I think uh, for me, when I've worked figuratively, and I do occasionally, it still creeps back in. You know, sort of you know, objects creep into my work, and I'm aware they look like something. And but it, it's it doesn't really matter. I'm not. I don't try in my work to communicate a story a, a concrete story you know a concept uh, a sort of narrative a political idea or any of that it's all still very instinctive and sometimes figurative work can be even more abstract you know it's it's just that you need something in that corner that that's pink and long and an arm will suffice quite nicely you know or you want some space in that corner and obviously it's the top right hand corner and a bit of sky will suffice but really it's still about it's still about form and color and yeah. shape and very you know 
harmony or disharmony or whatever the thing is that you need yeah. to make that painting work composition yeah and it's kind of arbitrary yeah you know object yeah. or, you know. one of the consistencies though is um is your use of language yeah which is evidenced in the tiles yeah these days and occasionally text goes in yeah um, and that's always been a thing isn't it mm. you know so you, you have this really strong sort of uh, sense of form and colour together but I don't know I'm a little bit biased but yeah. I think the way you use language is so much more adept uh, and dexterous than, 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 than the way I encounter other artists using language I think well that's kind but uh, I'm not sure mm, I'm not sure it always is I like words I like words a lot, and I suppose what one of the things that I have had to deal with as an artist, and that all visual artists have to deal with, is the explaining your work to people. The and the what well, you know the, the eternal question: What's it all about? What does it mean? You know. And when I was younger, I remember being at art school, and we you know crits, and you know this question would come up, and people would talk and. I'd wax lyrical about my stuff, but always feeling like a bit of a fraud, you know. And I was always a bit cross about the fact that, you know, for fuck's sake, I'm in art school. I've been given a place in art school because I can I can create something that's purely visual. I shouldn't have to describe it or title it or any of these things. Um, and it, it used to really frustrate me that we were constantly asked to do that, you know. Over time, what I've started to enjoy is, because I, like, I do like words, so it's a bit ridiculous for me not to use them at all, or to say, no, I'm not explain, explaining anything, even if the word doesn't mean anything at all. I like playing with people's longing for a story. You know, right. I enjoy that. I loved picture books as a, kid, as a kid, and often when I look back throughout my painting throughout my art practice there's little elements of books that I was really into as a kid that pop up time and time again yeah you know there's there's certain drawings or certain phrases that that come in so in a way they were the first the first artists that really really inspired me as a kid were Morris Sendak and you know and that's up in the studio yeah and actually I've put that back up because you know I'm kind of using that again and um and so they were words and pictures you know the two were inseparable and actually when you're really little trying to connect the pictures with those words isn't always easy sometimes it's quite abstract it's quite odd you know there is a space between them especially in kids books because the words are very simple yeah they're not too wordy not too descriptive and so you you allow yourself to kind of meander a little bit in between, you know, and I suppose that's what I like to do with my work is to use words to suggest because they mean something to me. Maybe they make me think something about the work or the work makes me think something. And so I might apply just a few words, but to be sparing with them, you know, because there's something wonderful about that, you know, us having to have a story all the time, us needing a narrative, you know, and rather than fight it, it's quite a nice thing to let it seep in, you know. And, and sometimes it's just provocative, you know. I mean, for fuck's sake, this, I've had to deal with that question so many times. Why not poke a bit of fun at it, you know. Sometimes it is 
purely to make people go, oh, what, what is it? Is yeah. that what it's about? How is how does that apply to that? How does that work? But I I think words are more abstract than we give them credit for, you know. And uh, they mean different things to different people, yeah. you know. Semantics yeah. is the big deal we're always tying ourselves in knots over words you know there's more space between them than we think and they look good as well font's amazing it looks it's so regimented and sort of and beautiful you know i really like the english language particularly i know there are more beautiful more flowing more gorgeous languages in print but um i love the straight lines you know they look great they look really great. Graffiti's great. Words look great on a on a flat surface, mm. you know. Yeah. That was really long. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's going well. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> so, um uh let, let's talk a bit about sort of you're right. Yeah, I'm just sweating a bit. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit about um sort of being here then. So we live on the farm in the countryside mm-hmm. um, with lots of flies, uh, which are buzzing around at the moment. But for a while, you were feeling like this was not the right place for you to be, insofar as you, you know, your, your work was concerned. Why, why was that? So I don't think it I don't think I felt like it was the wrong place to be in order to produce the work. I can do that anywhere actually. That's not a problem. And my work isn't I'm not a landscape painter. I don't make abstract landscapes and I don't make paintings that have anything really to do with nature. They are, you know, visual landscapes that exist inside my head, not outside my head. So, But sometimes there's something um, that can be a little bit cloying about the countryside and the pace of it and the, the niceness of it <laughs> that, um, that is really ill-fitting with the, with the process and the brutality of, of, making, of making work. And uh, I think I got into a, I got into um, a state of mind which was that you know this I can't make work in the countryside. It's just I'm too at odds with myself. It's a really odd place to. It's just, you know. And also, there's not many people here, and much as I, you know, I'm really antisocial. That's not a problem generally, but when you work on your own all day long, and battle with a process that is. Um, is arguably pretty subjective sometimes you need some people or a community or you know to 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 have a look at it you know yeah and there's obviously less people in the countryside to do that yeah so, yeah maybe that was the well, yeah way i was thinking yeah and oh t- uh cats just turned up and to um and, and and just thinking about that sort of sense of community and uh, uh, people to talk to about work. In in that regard, social media has been quite good. Yeah, hasn't it? yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Which you weren't doing. Yeah. And then you started doing when you got back into yeah. painting. 
Yeah, and it's I suppose. Is it? Is it? Is it? Because it's not all good, is it? Is no, it great, I mean it's it's, it's a really it? it's a funny old thing, isn't it? Social media. I mean, you know, on the one hand, I should fucking hate it, and I kind of do hate a lot of it. I find that you can get sucked into it, and it, but I like Instagram. I like the simplicity of it. I like the fact that it's image based. It works really well for artists, but. It means that I get to put my work out there. It's like displaying work in a little gallery every day. It's good for my confidence. It means that I can communicate with other artists, which I do regularly around the world. It's, it's kind of revolutionised that it's built bridges between artists in a way that never existed before. So 20 years ago when I was doing this, you just didn't talk to other artists about process, about where you've got to about what you've been up to during the day about their work really yeah. it was just the the idea if you'd have told me 20 years ago yeah you really like the, that woman's work in um boston boston yeah you know she's she's great isn't she why don't you just give her a ring chat to her i was like oh, there's no way i'm doing that that i just wouldn't have done that yeah on instagram i can like her paintings i make a comment about them and she gets back to me and she looks at my work and she likes my work and before i know it we've sort of become we're not friends we're not friends but we're having a conversation about art yeah and that's a really precious thing you mm. know it's really i really could have done that with that yeah when i was in my 20s making work you know it's it's an amazing and thing. one thing you do uh, is you from time to time will share a, an image of a painting while you're still working on mm. it which I don't know if I, I don't know if I was doing it. I'm not sure. I'd dare, I, in a way, I'm not sure I'd do that. You know, mm. and I, I'd I'd put it up when I thought it was finished. Probably. Mm. How do you? Why do you do that? How do you find that? Yeah, it's a weird one. That I don't know the work in progress thing. Sometimes it's because you want to remember. It's got to a point that has potential, and you feel happy enough to show it to the world because it's got to that point. You know, it's not finished. But it is a brave thing to do because you know it's not finished, so you know it's not good enough. You wouldn't put it on a gallery wall, you know. But somehow that point it's got to is important and it's quite an amazing thing to be able to photograph it and put it up on a wall of sorts. Yeah. Because the chances are it won't exist, you know. And Instagram's for artists is just, if you do that, if you post WIPs, you know, it's a wall of ghosts you know that's what it is i often look yeah. back at some of my painting posts and think well that doesn't exist anymore that ended up in the tip yeah. that ended up torn in half that went on to become something completely different you know yeah it's a there's a record for yourself it's a record for myself really yeah it has to be you know it's not it's not i suppose that bit is not so much for other people but does it interfere with your process? Do you think? Do you? Do you or are you, are you able not to let it? You know, if you, if you, based on the likes you get or the comments you get back. Well, I suppose uh, it would do if I didn't work as fast as I do. The chances are that I'll post something, and then by the time I've seen that it's got more likes than anything I've posted before. I'll have painted over it so it's too late. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there is definitely a, a little kind of 
argument you have to have with yourself, which is, which is yeah. oh, no, everyone really likes it, though. Yeah. And then, oh, for fuck's sake, this is Instagram. Yeah. You know, get over yourself. It's not about... And then you have the kind of back and forth, Instagram sucks, this is bollocks, it's not about likes, you know, why am I... You know? So so in that way, yeah, yeah you, it's not great. Mm. And maybe... I don't think I've ever actually thought, oh, that painting got loads of lights. Maybe I'll do one that light, like that again. Because I don't work in a way where I can replicate easily. It's really gratifying when a painting gets loads of likes and I think it's really good. You know, or it's, it's, it's more successful than anything I've made for the last few weeks. And then it, so that people agree with me. That's, that's nice. But sometimes as well, you know, you make something that you think's great and no one likes it. And you think, shit, but that that's, you know, again, that's just yeah, thats just social media imitating life, isn't it? That's what mm. happens. You know, sometimes a gallerist will look at your work and they'll go for all the stuff that you think is maybe not up to it, you know, and all the stuff that you've been working really hard on and you think has achieved some sort of truth and integrity, they'll, they'll overlook, you know. But that's just something you've got to swallow, I suppose. Yeah. And now, how do you know when a painting's finished? Well, you, you just, you know that it's good enough, I suppose. You, there's a point you can get to in a painting where you think, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that works. But if you don't think it's truthful or if you wouldn't be totally happy for someone to put it on a wall, then it's not finished. And even if it means painting the whole thing out and reworking it completely, you know, some, and sometimes, you know, I know it's not finished because there's a piece of it that I'm particularly proud of. There's a bit of it that I come back, that my eye's drawn to. And more often than not, that's the bit that's got to go. You know, that's the bit. That's the kind of, the sweet spot you got to too early on. Yeah. That is stopping the rest of it from harmonising, from working, yeah. you know. It's, it's too easy. So I suppose, you know, because... It just sort of falls into place. The marks and the... It, I can't... It's very difficult to put into words, but you do know. You just know. You know you've, you've got to... That painting's truth, I suppose. That's as far as you're going to go with that. You yeah. know, and it's not because, like, oh, I can't be bothered to do any more. It's because that's as far as you can make it go. Because yeah. you, know? you do seem to have quite a clear sense of that, you know. Yeah, I, I, I never f- discover you sort of hesitating or whether it's done or not yeah and and going back to one of your earlier questions i think that's probably something i've got better at hey i found something i've got better at (laughs) that i've yeah yeah, i probably am better at knowing when something's done yeah Um, you know historically i I was probably quite bad at that actually yeah i may have overworked something or left it too early yeah oh um what, what, one thing I think is quite interesting is, so me and you together, right? Uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, well, no. Uh, <laughs> Where are you going with this? So um, you have, my, my creative life is very much one of sort of applied creativity, isn't it? You know, like my professional life is about ideas and I am paid to come up with ideas and, and that's what I've done ever since we've been together. 
Whereas your creative life is is, is much freer um, and arguably less lucrative as a result. Yeah. But um, but but what what are your observations looking in on my world? You know, on the world of applied creativity. Oh. Applied creativity. Well, do, do you know what I mean? Uh, what yeah. I, I suppose what I mean is. Uh, I'm making work in response to a brief and I'm yeah. hired to make work and that's what I do and I, I I couldn't do it I think it must be immensely difficult I know it's immensely difficult you're really good at it I I couldn't do it as soon as someone you know I went through a stage after art college where I thought um well, I did. I made a few paintings for some flats, and they had to be in certain colours and certain size. And you know, it was all, it was awful. It was just a way to earn money. You know, it's just kind of basically just knocking out paintings for posh flats in London. Yeah. But the, the brief was really spacious. You know, it was just colours and sort of dimensions. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it. I found there's something in me that if I'm told to paint a square or I want to paint a rectangle or if I'm told to use a certain colour it will not work it will not perform you know and I find that and I went through a stint of thinking I'll illustrate books that'd be a really lovely thing to do you know but it's like the sort of white mist comes down when I'm given a brief of (laughs) any kind it's like as soon as there's because I suppose the way that I work most um honestly is is instinctively and I don't really know what's coming you know that's when I produce my best work when I start off completely intuitively and you can't paint intuitively when you've got a brief because you're already giving yourself you know some sort of substantial conscious kind of uh, things you have to tick off a list you know and and that kills it for me completely Mm. and but I am hugely in awe of people that can work to briefs because it's lucrative more lucrative than what I do and sometimes money lacking is pain in the ass well a lot of the time it's pain in the ass you know I'd like it to make more money Mm. but I've you know I'm aware it doesn't but it's funny it's just what you can do and what you can't do isn't it Mm. you know it would be interesting to watch you in a do what I do, I suppose. We've never really done the opposite, have we? We've never really sort of stepped into well, each other's no, shoes. No, I mean, I, you know, I do the photography, but in uh, but that's 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 it. It's, it's quite a different medium, I think, to abstract painting. And and you get involved. You do get involved with you know helping me out with the ideas and evaluating yeah. stuff. But I I think there is um, there is, you you have a more contrary nature. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a bit more possibly. pliant, aren't I? I think, maybe. Um, uh, but, but this isn't. Uh, um, this conversation shouldn't be uh, about the deeper dynamics of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't um, get into that. It's yeah. dark, dark yeah, yeah, and twisty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I I am naturally quite contrary, but I think so. There is that. Uh, but I think more than anything, it's just because the way I produce. My best work is by working intuitively, and you can't do that with any form mm. of brief. Mm. Yeah, even if you know it's like I say, it's just a colour or a dimensions brief. It mm. it, it it flattens anything mm. you sort of mm. could do, really. So um, the, the I suppose the question that 
I would like to finish with, because we've nearly done an hour and it's time to put the kids up soon, uh, is is what what's your ambition for it then? Do do you do you have an ambition for it? I mean, obviously, there's the immediate drive to to express yourself and, and to go out every day into the studio to do that. But but mm. but longer term, mm. what 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 is your ambition? Well, for you it? know, having having had when we lived in London, um, when I lived in London before you and me were together in London as well, I uh, was. Uh, quite content to find spaces to show work in and find people to show with, you know, and I spent a lot of time doing that. And there's loads of places in London you can do that, you know, empty shops and warehouses and top rooms above cafes that aren't used and things like that. And so I would often organise spaces and show work and that was wonderful. I miss that. It seems to be a little bit more... uh, well, certainly in the countryside, it's a bit more regimented and it's, it, you know, the art operates around galleries and it's all quite, you know, which is fine. But I'd, what I would really like to do is show a body of work in a, in, a, in a decent space. It's that simple. So I guess I'm just up for the next thing. The next In the next year is just looking back at what I've done and creating uh, or finding a space that's big enough and simple enough to show a body of work that that sort of communicates paintings that communicate with each other that work you know like a as a full sentence in a room that would be lovely that would be a really nice thing to do over the next year you know a lot a lot of this year has been about open shows and sending off a few paintings here and there to galleries and it would be nice to see a collection of the work altogether because I work in a small studio that has no big white wall space and um, I don't get to see the work together and yet there is a sort of a, a stream of thought running through it that would be it would be lovely to see you know together so that's really badly explained but you know it would be nice to have a decent solo show next year and I'd, I really would like to work on some large some really large canvases we don't have the space for that at the moment but um, I'd like to work on canvases that are wall sized you know and keep going why? well I was asking myself this because it's such a kind of big match I've always strayed away from it in fact work small as a kind of a way of being anti all that because I always thought god yeah it's such a macho thing to do you know big abstract expressionist always worked huge and you know, and I, when I went to art school, you know, and I did sculpture at art school, but, you know, a lot of the real boy boys made huge sculptures, you know. Yeah. I've always just sort of been, thought that was bollocks, really. But there's something about the freedom of working big and having using your whole body to make marks and strokes. You know, the entire... Um, extent of your arm or foot or whatever with yeah. a brush at the end of it to make a mark that I think is really interesting you know that physicality and, uh, and maybe they you know all those people that I thought were just match idiots had something you know that there actually yeah. was I was just being chippy and um, and I feel the need to do it, I suppose. You know, there's a tightness in working small, a delicacy and a beauty as well, you know. 
but um, it can be quite rigid. And, and I like the idea of using my whole body to make marks, you know. Then, then you really are communicating yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I think that's it. What was that? Sweaty. Art sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. You're very welcome. Thanks. Yeah. So there we go, Kate Shooter, my wife. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, don't forget you can follow the Wind Thief Tat on Instagram. Kate has an Instagram account too, Kate Shooter Studio, and you can also check out her work at kateshooter.com. Next time, I'll be heading out to the wilds of West Wales, where I meet a man who makes the most incredible kinetic sculptures. But for now, thanks very much indeed for listening. I do appreciate your continued support. And uh, yeah, catch up next time. Goodbye. <laughs>